All right, guys, before we get started today, a big thank you to our partner, Microsoft Surface, celebrating 10 years of partnership with the NFL. As the official laptop, tablet, and sideline technology provider for the LA Chargers, Microsoft Surface provides players and coaches with the tools to succeed, both on and off the field. Learn more about Surface at Surface.com. And welcome into a brand new season of The Final Drive, alongside Haley Elwood and senior writer Eric Smith, I'm Chris Harey. Chargers win in week one, 24-19 against the Raiders. Uh, guys, what a, a way to start the 2022 season for the Chargers. Uh, Haley, I'll start with you because we, we always joke about this podcast being named the final drive. How about the final drive for the defense that Khalil Mack sack his third of the game to seal it and get the Chargers to 1-0? Yeah, I was just pulling up my Twitter because you tweeted yesterday it wouldn't be Raiders Chargers without a final drive in the fourth to decide it. Of and course. Such is, such is life. 2022, we're back. It felt kismet that that was how this game ended. And Khalil Mack has talked all offseason long about not really wanting to talk and just more wanting to show what he can do and have his play do the talking for him. And it certainly made a lot of noise yesterday with three total sacks and particularly that one that came at the very end. Don't forget, though, there was that one right before, too, and the defense was just dominant, and I think that was a huge question mark coming into this game, just how all these new pieces would fit and work together, knowing that they made such an investment in on that side of the ball this offseason. And after yesterday, looking at the production, the six total sacks, the three interceptions, certainly looks like it's for real and it's going to be a force out there this season. Yeah, it looked like a different unit from last year. And I should mention Joe Reedy of the AP going to join us in about 10 minutes for a roundtable. But Eric, your your overall thoughts on what you saw out of this Chargers team, I, I didn't really have a read going into Sunday as to what to expect. But uh, all in all, a pretty complete performance. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, you know, I think there's so so much unknown going into week one every season and uh you know players and coaches talked about that last week uh entering uh the the game against the Raiders just that you just don't know what you're going to get and that's especially true when the other team has a new head coach new coordinators there's just a lot of unknowns um I thought it was a pretty strong performance in week one um you know I don't think it was an A-plus performance and I think players and coaches would probably agree with that but if you can get a win in week one um, especially in the AFC West with how good that division is going to be. You, you, you take it, you know, and, you, and then you move on. Um, but overall, definitely more positives than, than negatives. Um, you know, you guys talked about the defense. That, that stood out to me. Um, I'm sure we'll get into it too. But, you know, this, this was my first game, right, at the, at the Chargers uh, employee. Yeah. And seeing Justin Herbert was incredible. I mean, and I, I, that's probably, like, not news to you two, but – to me, he was fantastic, and I can't wait to watch him for, for the, the rest of the year. Yeah, his first touchdown goes to early Offensive Rookie of the Year candidate Xander Horvath. <laughs> uh, I think everybody had that one, right? Everyone had Xander getting that first touchdown, uh, no question. It, it was Xander, it was DeAndre Carter, and it was Gerald Everett, Haley. Yeah. Three guys who were not even on this roster last year, and it just it, it kind of proves what we've talked about all the time with Justin. If you're open... It doesn't matter if you're Keenan Allen or Mike Williams or Xander Horvath. Justin's going to find you. It doesn't. And 
you know, Brandon Staley opened his press conference yesterday by talking about how they needed everybody, and that's essentially what you need in the NFL when you need those contributions, when your star receiver gets hurt, exits the game, okay, whatever, let's pick it up. Oh, DeAndre Carter. Oh, Xander Horvath. Like, oh, we Gerald Everett, like another guy who is, is new this year. And so it's the contributions from everyone that I think, again, if you're starting this in week one and you're getting these guys involved early, that can only benefit you as the season goes on, that you're not just relying on the Keenans and the Mikes, that you're getting these other guys involved. But um, it a hundred percent. I totally agree with you. And I think that's the beauty, like you said, of Justin Herbert. He's going to find you. We've heard a lot this offseason about going through progressions and how that is something that he's attempted to master and work on and not just the first and the second, but getting to the third and fourth read out there when plays break down and times get tough. And he certainly made the most of those opportunities yesterday. He targeted 11 different receivers. <laughs> I didn't know there was 11 receivers on the team. <laughs> He targeted 11 different guys. Nine players caught a pass, I believe. Um, his final stats, 26 of 34, three touchdowns, a quarterback rating of 129.4. Um, you know, as far as the running game, running game didn't really get going much, but there was that drive that Joshua Kelly had that I thought he ran really, really hard. And I think, I, Eric, I don't know, if it, was, it the, was it the Gerald Everett touchdown that, that, that capped that off? Um, but I, I thought Joshua Kelly had a nice run there, and it was kind of reminiscent of uh, of what he looked like in the preseason. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think J.K. did pretty well, um, and and Coach Daly mentioned him too in, in the uh, in the post game presser. I think Josh had 18 snaps yesterday, and um, Sony had 16, so a pretty even split there at, at the RB two. Um, kind of like what Haley said, you're going to need everyone, and you know the run game. You know, it wasn't wasn't great, but it was probably you know it, it was as good as, as it needed to be at, at times. Um, kind of trying to salt the game away late, um, you know. But that's okay. Like like I said, it's week one. You know, you, like I said, you you take what you can get, especially against a, a pretty good Ra- Raiders defense. Um, you know, we haven't talked about the O line yet, and you know that kind of comes into it too. You know, maybe not in the run game, but the pass game. Zero sacks allowed. Against two, you know, elite edge rushers and Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, um, there was some pressure, sure. But if you can keep Herbert off the ground, you know, with no sacks, that that's a win any day. Yeah, Eric, it, it, it's the continuity too. I think both of you guys can speak to this. Um, when you have Rashawn Slater in that same position for a second straight year to go with Filer and Lindsley and. And Zion, it was just cool seeing how excited Zion was to get that first game under his belt in the locker room. And then Trey Pipkins, man, you know, you said it. These are two elite edge rushers, um, and we all remember how it ended in Week 18. Max Crosby wrecked that game. Um, But, Haley, it was good to see them keep Justin Herbert clean against, you know, two elite guys. You know, in talking with Trey Pipkins this offseason, this training camp, specifically so much of what he said that's led to sort of his um I don't know if you want to call it resurgence but more just like comfortability now is a confidence and he said almost kind of letting go too like almost sort of taking a step back and and just kind of getting back to the basics and not thinking as much when he's out there and I think you saw that a lot yesterday and I think you also saw just a more confident player who you know, Joe Lombardi spoke to this last year and traded too. When he came into that Denver game at the end of the season for Storm Norton, 
he said that was sort of the confidence that I needed to be like, hey, I can play in this league. I can play this position and I can do it well. And now that I think he knows that this is his role, you know, Brandon Staley made it very clear we're not going to go back and forth. Like whoever wins this starting right tackle job is going to be that guy. Now that I think I would assume he knows that it's his, there is that confidence there that he doesn't have to worry about, oh, what's, you know, someone lurking on my shoulder, what's going to happen. He can just kind of go out there and do it. And I think you saw it. And I just think, you know, when the Chargers drafted him in the third round a few years ago, it was out of Sioux Falls. It was a small school. And there are a lot of questions about that. But you've seen him grow and you've seen him develop. And I think yesterday was a really positive outing for him. Yeah, I, I think people forget that he was supposed to play his first year. He he was kind of thrown into to the action late in the year, and it, it's taken time. And I, I think that this is the year when you are a small school player, you make that leap in like was it year four, right? You know, year four is is I think the year for Trey Pipkins. And um, I, I want to go back and and look at the game again, but your observations of the O line, Eric. Yeah, I th- yeah, I, I haven't rewatched it yet either. Um, just general takeaway, I think they were solid. Um, you know, I actually talked to Trey after the game, and he said, you know, we have to kind of be honest with ourselves, even though there's that zero in the sack column. You know, it wasn't perfect, and there were times where, you know, the pressure maybe got to Herbert a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think the O-line played, like I said, good against a, a pretty good defensive front. Um, but Justin is, is a part of that too. I mean, coach said it takes all 11 players to make sure there's no sacks and just you know like I said earlier seeing Herbert for the first time you know really focusing on him in person um using his athleticism to kind of move around in the pocket um there was that play to Keenan obviously in the second quarter the 42 yarder where he kind of rolled out and just kind of flicks his wrist right and just floats it down the field um and even the one to the touchdown to Gerald on, on the left side you know, he escaped the pocket, kind of got away from that cornerback, I think, and and just fired a dime. And looking at the replay, it was almost like the velocity of the throw from Justin carried Gerald into the into the end zone. You know, because Gerald caught it at like the three or the four, and like he just kind of caught the ball and just kept going. Um, so yeah, kudos to the O line, but you know, kudos to to Justin too for being mobile. Uh, the running backs for for uh, you know stepping up in, in pass pro and uh, you know early offensive rookie of the year Xander Horvath probably had a couple key blocks too <laughs> I love it we got to keep that going especially if he scores Thursday night in Arrowhead all right that's that's going to be a thing <laughs> keep it rolling uh, all right guys we have so much more to get into quick break we'll bring in Joe Reedy of the Associated Press all right something we're going to do every Monday here on the final drive bring in a beat writer for a round table and today it's Joe Reedy, Associated Press. Joe, uh, Chargers win 24 19, a big AFC West win to start the season. Uh, we got our overall takeaways to start the show. Love to hear yours. I think, I think the theme of the game was the new acquisitions. Um, and that, uh, that, uh, you know, the NFL is a week-to-week overreaction league, and after one week, you got to give Tom Telesco an A-plus for the guys that he brought in. It, where you talk about Khalil Mack with the with the breakout game that he had, especially considering he played only seven games last season. You look at 
all three touchdowns were to were to new players. The Xander Horvath, the draft pick in the seventh round, uh, DeAndre Carter, two great catches in the second quarter, including on the touchdown, and then Gerald Everett in the third quarter, literally dragging a guy on his back three yards into the end zone, <laughs> a former Charger no less, and Roderick Teamer to uh, to put him up by two scores. So. J.K. Scott, great game punting wise, that that helped, and and the coverage team's doing well. So so far, so far, so good as far as the new acquisitions, and it also showed on a day when maybe Mike Williams was held in check and Keenan Allen got hurt. That um, you know there there definitely is depth on this team. Joe, and speaking of some of those new additions on the offense, Justin Herbert was asked about them yesterday, and he said part of the beauty of some of these guys that they have is the fact that you can shuffle guys around at different positions and they can play multiple positions. A lot of these guys didn't have, they weren't on the field with Herbert, obviously, during the preseason. Did it surprise you, though, that they were able to have the production that they did? With Everett, it didn't because... He did, Justin has been high on Everett throughout training camp, and they got enough snaps and in the in the joint workouts and everything that I that I had a feel was going to work. Because I asked Justin last Friday, you know, the yards after the catch, was that going to? How much did that excite you? And his his eyes lit up. Um, and we don't get Justin's eyes to light up too much uh, during a Friday press conference mentioning. Uh, strategy so that was good to see Carter's Carter surprised me because I think we saw last year when Andre Roberts was here Andre Roberts didn't get many snaps on offense so maybe we thought that was going to be the same way with Carter but Carter quickly comes in after the Allen injury those two catches next gen had to had to catch probability of both I think under 30 percent and they were both thrown into tight windows. I know Justin loved the touchdown throw, but to me that first one where Mooring was nearly draped all over him at the time that, that Carter came up with the ball, especially near the sideline, sideline impressed me more. And then, you know, Horvath, maybe, maybe we'll see more out of him compared to... Uh, Gabe Neighbors, I think there's definitely the potential there on short yardage and fourth down to see more than uh, than what we did. But you know, Mac and Bryce Callahan and and all those all those things too on defense. But you know, the offense. You know, I think Justin will mind sharing top billing with Khalil Mack if he has a game that he did uh, on Sunday. Joe, you mentioned J.K. Scott. I was going to ask you about special teams. You know, I think some people might have been a little worried after the preseason, uh, you know, especially that Dallas game, giving up two touchdowns. Uh, but, you know, a pretty good start for, you know, a mo mostly a pretty good start on special team. What, what would your takeaway in that phase? Yeah, I think the coverage units, uh, that was the area against Dallas where all of us were nervous because of the two returns given up. But, you know, punt coverage unit getting down there on the one J.K. Scott punt to uh, – get it down at the two. I think one of J.K. Scott's benefits, especially when Tom and Tom signed him, was punts inside the 20. And he definitely showed that here in the opener. And and it worked. I think, 
you know, coverage units did their jobs, which was good to see. And as as Brandon said, we are going to see a lot of starters out there playing special teams. I think the one thing that jumped out on me looking at the snap count, Kenneth Murray, no defensive snaps, but he was the player with the most special team snaps. So that just shows you how much of an importance that they that, that they want starters or you know their their or starters and first round picks to get out there and show what they can do on teams. Joe, got to ask you about a couple of Seminoles. Uh, Darwin James first. You know he, he's lining up against uh, next to Khalil Mack rather in the first quarter against the team's first sack of the season, and then to close the game, fourth and eight. He's one on one with Devonte Adams, and you know no J.C. Jackson in this. How about the performance of Asante Samuel Jr., especially peeling off his guy for that key interception on Devontae in the second half? The thing I do wonder about Asante, and I think we saw it last year early in the season, is does he get it? Does Asante get his props for peeling off when the ball was in the air, or are Ronaldo Derek and Brandon going to hit him a little bit for maybe, um, for maybe you know, doing that because we saw it. I remember on the two picks last year that he he got hit a little bit for not following proper technique. But I think on this one with the ball in the air and peeling and making the athletic interception that he did. He's going to he's going to get his props, and I think also he was the one matched up against Devonte Adams for the most part. Eleven of Adams' seventeen, eighteen targets were when being covered by Asante, and Adams did get seven receptions. But I think if you're a second-year cornerback, forcing four incompletions on eleven targets, which which to me, for a second-year guy, is a pretty good percentage. You're going to be happy. And then Derwin, you know, what can you say? I mean, that sack in the first quarter where it looked like he was going to be down on the ground, not break stride at all. Scary. <laughs> yes, and just level car for the, for the Chargers' first sack was was, was, was holy bleep uh, material. <laughs> Uh, speaking of holy bleep material, I'll ask it. Justin Herbert, let's get the Herbert question in here because he had another great performance. Um, we you didn't throw for three hundred though, so yeah. it's like you know, come on, Justin, you could have three. You, you had what two hundred three, two hundred four in the first half. You couldn't complete the three hundred. Come on, man. Haley, the title for this podcast should be "Holy Bleep Material," courtesy of Joe Reedy. Holy bleep, holy bleep material. Um, but. Getting to Justin, though, I'll ask this. Football 202, we heard this all offseason long as well. If last year was the 101, the implementation of the offense, 202 is building off of it. With some of these additions coming in, these, I don't want to say back-end guys, but guys that you wouldn't necessarily think of, start. they're not the starters in this offense. What impressed you the most about what he was able to do now in his not only third year in the NFL, but second season at least in this offense, navigating through those reads out there on the field? Comfort level, I think. You, you, didn't, see, you didn't see him struggle. 
he led to he led the league last year in throwing out of the pocket or scrambling, and I do think we're going to see more of that this year from him. And you know the one the one to Carter in the second quarter, yeah, he had a lot in the second quarter where it seemed like he scrambled, got outside the numbers, and completed on the run. And and also too, because there were a couple plays where it's like, why does why doesn't he just run it and get the four or five yards? The fact that he's taking more care of his body and now as a third year quarterback, you know what? If I can dump it off for five or six, that's better than me getting getting obliterated or trying or trying to uh, slide and and get and get hit that and get hit that way and. You know, he did have he did have a pretty good baseball slide there uh in the second quarter to work down to the two. Drew the drew the penalty against Hobbs, where I know Hobbs was doing the what do you expect me to do? But I do think but I do and that's something that we see from defensive players a lot from especially here. But I do think Hobbs could have lowered the targeting rate slightly. He did he could have gone into the chest or 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 a little bit down. I think he had time to do that instead of with the arm hit hit the helmet, and I think that's that's where he, that's where he got the penalty that way. So, you know, if if Justin can continue to progress, and also too, you know, we're going to talk a lot about the division and these pass rushers. No sacks allowed by this offensive line, so that. I think with Justin scrambling and making making plays and ha- causing the pocket to move, that uh, that was the that was the uh, most reassuring development to me. Yeah, Joe, you you mentioned the no sacks. You know, probably one of the most common you know phrases we hear around the league is that the the game is won in the trenches. Um, did you think that was the case yesterday for the Chargers on both sides of the ball? You mentioned the no sacks, but the run defense only allowed, you know, 64 rushing yards to the Raiders. Yeah, I think yeah, I think both sides of the ball it both they, they dominated on both sides. Both sides of the trenches, I think, you know, the offensive line, you know, Trey Pipkins for the most part had a good game. There were a couple run plays where you know there there were stuffs caused, but you know the the fact that Trey still hasn't continued to allow a sack since two thousand. What year are we in? Oh yeah, since two thousand twenty. Um, hey, the, the, when you've been covering the league as long as I have, the the, the uh, years all run together. Run together. In fact, I Josh McDaniel's first game in two thousand nine. Thank goodness that ending wasn't. Uh, like this one, but I digress. Um, that that the that the trenches on both sides, both sides played really well, and the, the defensive line for the Chargers too came came up and played and was able was able to contain yardage. I think there were only a couple big rushes that were uh, that were uh, exposed, but certainly uh, certainly something to build on going into Thursday night. Speaking of Thursday night, Joe, we'll get you out of here on this. Your 30-second preview and in, in what we should expect, Chargers, Chiefs, and Arrowhead. For those wondering, yes, it, the Amazon broadcast will be on broadcast TV, so check your local listings, and I'm sure you guys on the website will be promoting the L.A. station for that. But, hey, 
Top two quarterbacks in week one in terms of yardage and ratings, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. So expect a shootout on Thursday night in Arrowhead and Chargers, Charger, after two weeks, we were saying they had to be at least one and one after the first two games. And if you were, if you were two and oh, you were, you were definitely playing with house money. They got the win in week one. So no matter what happens Thursday night in Kansas City, they're in, they're in a good position. And hey, Justin Herbert is two and oh at Harrowhead. So can he make it three and oh? Should be fun Thursday night. Yep, Prime Video should be very happy as well. Joe Reedy, Associated Press. Always appreciate the time, my friend. We'll see you soon. No problem. Thank you. All right, always good to hear from Joe Reedy. And we ended with him talking about Chargers Chiefs. And this is the matchup that we've had circled all offseason, Eric. Uh, You had to get a win against the Raiders to put yourself in a good position against the Chiefs. And here we are, both teams winning in week one. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, you know, from afar, Charger Chiefs have been really fun to watch as an outsider, so I can't wait for Thursday night. Uh, Joe kind of touched on it, right? Like two top-tier quarterbacks going at it prime time in a great environment at Arrowhead. I'm excited to see it. You know, there were a lot of questions, I think, about the Chiefs' offense coming into week one. How are they going to do without Tyreek Hill? They, they looked all right. You know, they, they, they looked okay with 44 points and, you know, five touchdowns from Mahomes. Um, I think what I'm excited to see is, you know, how Brandon Daly schemes against this new look offense because um, it's different than what we've seen in the past with Tyreek. Um, you know, we talked about Derwin last segment. Where Where is he at? You know, um, does, does JC play? Uh, and, and, and who does he lock up on? Um, you know, it's only week two, but it feels like a really important game. And if the Chargers can get this one, kind of like what Joe said, they're, they're playing with house money. Uh, they're 2-0 and heading into this mini-buy next week. It, it, it's all good vibes here in, in, in uh, Southern California. Haley, what kind of statement would it be if the Chargers start the year 2-0 and in the AFC West, this division that everybody has been saying is maybe the toughest division of football over the last decade or so? I mean, to come out and to beat the Raiders and Chiefs, what do you think that would mean for this team? I think it would be huge. I I think it would be gigantic, but I'm going to be the one to pump it back just a little bit because it is still so early in the season, right? And you obviously, look, you want to win these games. These are the games that you want to win because as we've talked many years now, they almost count double because of the divisional implications. But you got to win them on the back end of the year too. You got to win them later on at the same time. And I think... To me, almost, though, it's good to get a couple of these games out of the way early because everything is so new. You don't really know what to expect. And teams that you see in weeks one and two are going to look vastly different when you see them later on down the road in the season. The Broncos come up in mid-October. But I think, though, regardless of that, you want to win these games, and it would be huge because you at least have the leg up in the division. And what's the easiest pass, path to the playoffs, right? Winning your division, which is something this Chargers team has not done in many, many years, and it's been dominated by the Chiefs. So I'm excited, though, I will say, to get back to a night game at Kansas City. It's been a minute since we've had one of those. We obviously know, I'm sure, that Mike Williams' touchdown is going to be rerun a million times because we always see it. But, um, but it's exciting to get back. I think the atmosphere is going to be great. And I think just seeing Justin Herbert, who won, yeah, at Arrowhead last year in, what was that, week three? Week three, yeah. Yeah, week three early on. 
but get them in that night mode. Turn on the night mode, dark mode. It's going to be really fun to see all of that, um, all of that happen. Yeah, pr- prime time Justin Herbert has typically been pretty good <laughs> over the last couple of years, right? I'd say so. Uh, Mahomes and, and Herbert combined for eight touchdowns and no picks in week one. And I alluded to it with Jeff, Eric. I mean, if Prime Video was picking a game to kick off their brand new broadcast, Chargers Chiefs at Arrowhead, the home opener for Kansas City against Justin Herbert, I'd say that's pretty good. That's why they picked it, right? That's why the the game was announced months ago. And with all the fanfare, you know, if you're going to have a this Prime Video game, you know, with, with all eyes on it, you want... The, the the quarterback matchup and, and, and the, the Chargers and Chiefs definitely have that. Um, you know, there's something special, I think, about Arrowhead, too. And we mentioned Herbert being 2-0 and there. I just I just think that the Chargers can make a statement going on the road. Because um, Haley said it, the Chiefs have just owned this division for years. And I think it'll be a massive statement if the Chargers can win. Um, you almost have to win these games and give yourself the belief you can do it and you know week two but if you're up if you're up a game already against kc going into week three that that's where you want to be and i'll say this i think in september september so wacky you saw some of the scores around the league yesterday i think teams are trying to figure out who they are and if you can win while figuring out who you are and getting more chemistry i mean keep in mind we saw six sacks and three interceptions yesterday haley and these guys had never played in a game before. I mean, ha- right. half the defense is brand new. So if that's what it looks like week one, you know, I'm not expecting that every week, obviously, but y- you would think guys get more comfortable with each other as the season goes on. That seems to be sort of the vibe. And when you talk about the comfort, I'm going to kind of dabble off the field for a second and just talk about the camaraderie too, because you've also heard this all off season, all throughout camp that These new additions, guys like Joey Bosa have said they felt like they've been here for years. And when I hear someone like Joey say that, you stop and think, and this was prior to them even playing a game together. This was prior to them even suiting up together for the first time. So knowing that and how he felt that way, then you get in a game and you have the production that you have. I think that's huge, and I think it'll only pay dividends for weeks to come. Like you said, all of this isn't going to always happen every week. We know that the NFL, there's no perfect season besides the 72 Dolphins, and Lord, that's insane and difficult to match, and no one's done it since. But at the same time, just being able to put it together in week one and build off of it, that's what you want. Well, a, a good first week for Chargers fans. We'll be back actually Friday. So the final drive, usually on Mondays, not this week. We'll do it Friday morning after Chargers Chiefs on Prime Video. For Eric Smith and Haley Elwood, I'm Chris Hayre. This has been week one of the final drive.